0: The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world.
1: I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazarowski. House Republicans have voted unanimously to formalize the impeachment inquiry into President Biden, a move they say will allow them access to more documents as they continue to try to tie the president to his son, Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. We have more from Washington.
0: President Biden's son was subpoenaed to testify before House lawmakers in the impeachment inquiry against his father. Before the House vote, Hunter Biden speaking up publicly on Capitol Hill, saying he is willing to testify only if it is a public hearing. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. There's no evidence
2: to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did
3: not happen.
1: That's Melissa Adon reporting from Washington.
3: Former San Diego State and Buffalo Bills punter Matt Ariza speaking out for the first time yesterday after sexual assault allegations levied at him were dismissed from an ongoing lawsuit. The 23-year-old reflecting on how the lawsuit, which stemmed from a claim of gang rape at an off-campus house party in 2021, changed his life. Are you angry? I am, but there comes a point where you have to move on and just i have to focus on my life and being successful and happy my name my reputation this will be tied to me forever that won't go away i was on a four year contract and that won't be handed back to me no one no one in the nfl is going to go oh, here's here's the job that you once had said the ordeal changed him a lot said he still wants another shot at the nfl
1: nice egg customers Maybe be getting new meters and, in turn, different-looking bills in the near future. Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson.
0: NYSEG and RG&E announced on Wednesday that more than 265,000 meters across upstate New York have been successfully upgraded to new smart meters for their customers. A
4: smart meter is an electric meter with two-way wireless communications between the meter and our systems. They securely transmit usage and meter status data to NYSEG automatically, which enables monthly bills to be based on actual use, provides faster response if customers experience a power outage, and really better customer control over their energy bills.
0: That's Chris Nopsey, NYSEG's Program Manager of Government and Community Relations for Western New York. Smart meter installations in NYSEG's Lancaster Operating Division, which includes portions of Erie, Cattaraugus, Chautauqua, and Wyoming counties, are expected to start this coming January and continue throughout the year. As for the installation itself, Nopsey says it should only take a few minutes to complete.
4: Customer's may experience a brief interruption to their power and if their meter is located outside and accessible they don't need to be present we only ask that access to the meter is clear so the installer can complete the upgrade we'll confirm their successful installation by leaving a door hanger the day we upgrade the meter and if we can't gain access to their meter for any reason we'll leave behind contact information so they can make an appointment to have it exchanged at a time that's more convenient for the customer
0: more than 100 million smart meters have already been installed to date across the U.S. As Nopsy believes, if anyone may be leery of these new meters, the customer will find the benefits are there once they're installed.
4: We've gone through a pilot project on these as we've been testing them. This is a tried and tested technology that we're going to be installing.
0: More from Nopsy on these new smart meters is available for you online.
3: Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Brayton, thank you. I'm very wary of, you know, new technology coming into whether it's your home or your car, which we talk about a lot.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, But this is one that I get behind because meter, especially the ones you have to read yourself and then self-report.
1: I'm thinking of the water meter.
3: Yeah. It's the only one I ever forget.
1: Right. And it's just it seems so archaic when you're running down to the basement to, you know, look at those numbers and then you know, send them online. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, so I, this might be one that I uh, that I can kind of get behind. Well, they're getting ready to launch a new spin on an old music venue in the theater district. WBEN's Tom Puckett brings us more on Electric City.
0: In a couple of months, Electric City will take over what was once the trowel.
4: We totally gutted it, renovated it. We completely redoing the lobby. There will be a box office area. There will be a bar downstairs, um, a merch station. We'll have a staircase going upstairs as well as an ADA compliant uh, elevator.
0: Michelle Rigi says the aim is to keep the trough in mind as Electric City brings new music to town. DJ
4: James Kennedy if you're familiar with Vanderpump Rules, Sammy Ray and the Friends who played Borderlands this summer right before Trey Anastasio. We have Living Color coming which will be incredible. Hippie Sabotage um, as well as Echo and the Bunnymen, which I know is probably uh, the one that everyone is most excited for, from what I can tell so far.
0: Reggie hopes to help Buffalo become a place musicians stop during tours. Hear more about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com
3: News. I've missed the trough and having it there, and it's exciting to see. I can't wait to see inside right. the new they venue. They which
1: transformed it. I
3: mean, it sounds like completely different from what it was before. And, uh, hey, get it back online with new acts coming to Buffalo.
1: Great. Uh, Federal Reserve kept its key interest rate unchanged yesterday for the third straight time. That's a sign the Fed is likely done raising rates, but it doesn't mean that items have gotten any cheaper. If anything, Jill Schlesinger said Americans are still dealing with sticker shock from price inflation of the past few years. If you
0: look at what what you could buy for $100 just in 2019, Mm. it cost $120 to buy the same amount of stuff in this year as it did for the $100 in 2019.
1: The Fed's policymakers also signaled that they expect to make three Quarter point cuts to their benchmark interest rate next year, fewer than the five envisioned by financial markets and some economists.
3: Does it feel like how you feel about the economy depends on how, uh, when your last trip to the grocery store was? Oh. Like I just went yesterday, so I'm like, oh, geez, not doing so well. If it's been a week, I'm, you know, maybe a little bit more rosy. uh, I haven't seen the price in a while.
1: Nothing's coming down.
3: No, uh, definitely does not seem that way. Well, over 104 million Americans expected to hit the roads this holiday season, according to the AAA. Airlines said they're going to be busier than ever, too. United says this will be its busiest ever end-of-year travel period, expecting around 9 million passengers to fly on the airline, a 12% increase over last year. United will have around 4,000 flights every day, with the busiest days being December 22nd and 23rd, then again on January 2nd when everybody returns home. Delta Airlines is also expecting around 9 million Passengers with its busiest travel days being slightly earlier, beginning next Thursday. Alex Stone, EBC News.
1: If you own a Tesla, there's a chance your car is under recall right now. The world's most dominant electric car manufacturer recalling over 2 million vehicles in the U.S. to install new safeguards in its autopilot driver assistance system.
0: The idea here is that Tesla is going to offer a software update. So if you imagine your phone needs a software update, you get a little notification the night before you click OK, you wake up the next morning your phone's better or different in some way that's how tesla is approaching this they say that they're going to issue a software update for free over the air to all the affected cars that are going to add more alerts and controls to this system to ensure that people are actually paying attention when
3: autopilot is active
1: all right that's mike Dubusky. two million teslas under recall. Wow, uh,
3: a lot of auto stories in the news, and we'll be talking with Jeff Gilbert a little bit later on this morning about uh, this and much, much more. Hey, want to say thank you to everybody uh, from yesterday. Over a hundred thousand, over a hundred seventeen thousand actually raised for the SPCA. Serving Erie County as part of our Radiothon just uh, in 12 hours. All the great work that was done by everybody in western New York. So a sincere thank you from us, from the SPCA, and everyone else involved.
1: All the angel for the animals that are out there. Everybody who stopped by. Some great stories were shared all day long on WBEN and the wolf. But what a great effort.
3: Yeah, I even got to see that... uh was that a cockatoo, a bird yeah. that a feather Wow! Right. I mean, when
1: it feathered out, yeah, and its head flipped up, it was really.
3: I mean, again, cool. not emotional support for me, but for somebody out there, that's a pretty unique animal. I that, can't believe it
1: was a therapy animal.
3: Yeah, i I want to meet the people who have, uh, you know, a bird as a therapy animal, and they're able to. That's able to calm them down. Yeah must be high-wired uh, to begin with. <laughs> the exclusive WBN 7-weather forecast for the day today calls for a freshening southwesterly breeze and an ample amount of sunshine. The high temperature into the low 40s, we could see some gusts especially close to Lake Erie, up around 35 miles per hour. Still on the breezy side going into tonight with a mainly clear sky, the overnight low temperature in the upper 30s, and it's even milder for Friday. Still breezy, with a mostly sunny sky, we'll look for a high temperature in the upper 40s. Clouds will increase on Saturday, the high in the mid-40s. With your exclusive WBN sun weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Jack O'Donnell is with us uh, from O'Donnell & Associates. The governor has a lot of bills on her desk that would need to be signed or vetoed, or maybe neither, by the end of the year in order to go through. And we're wondering this morning what you're watching
2: Good morning. Yes, it may seem like uh, people are just going through the motions in Albany, but it's it's always really consequential stuff. Um, so one of the unique things about New York is while we all learn in in school that there, the Constitution says the governor has 10 days to act on a bill. What they don't mention is that doesn't actually kick in until they're delivered. Um, so even though these bills were passed by June, um, there were 88 bills that were delivered to the governor's desk this week. And there's some, some big ones in there. One would um, move most elections to even numbered years. Um, that's got a lot of people, um, especially Republicans, uh, but, but plenty of Democrats too, up in arms. Um, there is a major bill that would prohibit um, non-compete, uh, clauses uh, or contracts between workers and employers. Um, there's some, uh, a host of uh, housing bills. and there, There's a lot of kind of big things in there.
1: Jack, if she doesn't act and sign any of these before the end of the year, do they just die?
2: Uh, these bills, yes, they, they will just die if she doesn't act on them.
3: And then what's the... I guess prospect of them just being rehashed in the new year. How often does that happen?
2: Um, a lot of bills do come back, right? I mean, clearly there was enough um, enough backing in the legislature um, to get them passed uh, in the first place. But the other thing, and, and this is again very unique to the New York system, and we're going to see this, I think, with a lot of these big bills. Um, is that there's something called a chapter amendment. Um, Now, a chapter amendment used to be a process by where if there was a small error in a bill, right, they referred to a a section of law and it was the wrong one or um, a period or a comma was missing, that those would be changed. But over the last few governors have really started using and expanding that power. Um, And so as a result, the executive says to the legislature, let's compromise here. Um, and they don't do that so much during the legislative process. They do it right here at the end um, where they have maximum leverage. So, you know, the governor and the two houses will negotiate compromises. And so I think on some of these big things like, um, you know, like a ban on, um, um non compete clauses in in contracts and in hiring you know we've heard from the governor publicly saying you know she thinks that should be maybe limited to a certain threshold that that income under $250,000 those workers wouldn't be subject to this right um to to help prevent it from being at say fast food workers but that um workers with a high income who are maybe um doing um you know intellectual property work would would still um, be able to be banned from taking that to to a competitor so there's a lot of compromising a lot of uh uh, pushing pulling uh bending uh going on right now um and the governor has the upper hand because she can always just veto something
1: okay jack um this week, the State Court of Appeals ordered the state to redraw its congressional map. Is this kind of equivalent to a political earthquake, or what's your read on what this means?
2: Uh, in essence, it is. I mean, I think we went through um, uh, redistricting heck last year um, over, the, over, the, over the last cycle, if you remember. There were lines drawn and lawsuits and courts and special masters and... Um, In essence, we're starting over. Now, a lot of us have been watching this go through the court system. Um, You know, this was one of the underlying um, issues in the court fight last year over who got appointed to the Court of Appeals. So not a surprise, but yes, it's, it's, it's a major, major political earthquake.
3: you're never going to get lines that satisfy everybody, right? So how exactly is this being looked at by uh, two key people? One, the commission, and then two, it has to be approved by the Democrat-led legislature, who is obviously going to be looking at this in a certain way.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it remains to be seen how this commission, the Independent Redistricting Commission, Um, is able to operate. I mean, part of the reason we got into this mess in the first place is that they literally stopped meeting last year um, and couldn't come to an agreement. Now, it it seems or or we're hearing noises from them that that's not going to happen this time, Um, but we'll see. I mean, there's a a short window here um, for them, maybe through January, early February, to, to draw new maps. Um, And then the legislature can accept them or reject them. Now, one of the big reasons these were thrown out last year is because they weren't rejected twice. There weren't two sets of independent maps rejected. If the commission does that, then the legislature is able to draw the lines themselves. So they don't have to acquiesce, um, but they need to actually follow the process, which is what they didn't do uh, two years ago.
1: (laughs) And if that plays out and there's a new map, what could it mean for local congressional races?
2: Well, you know, it, it, look, we could see radical changes all across the state um, just because of where people live um, and what our communities look like in western New York. I, I don't expect radical changes here Um We expect to see a lot more changes in um, central New York, um, around Syracuse, where Congressman Brandon Williams is, um, in the Hudson Valley, especially around Congressman Mark Molinaro and Mike Lawler, and then on Long Island. And make no mistake, all those members are Republicans, and they're a big part of why Republicans have a majority in Washington, and that's why Democrats in the legislature are going to really look to change those districts.
3: Well, hey, Jack, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Jack O'Donnell is with O'Donnell and Associates talking about redistricting and uh, some of those year-end bills that still await the governor's signature. He appears on the Trocare College Live Line. That's the WBEN All Local.
0: All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.